tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV, the destination for TV superfans. Producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! What is up, Gladiators? Welcome to another AfterBuzz TV Scandal After Show. This week, we are covering Season 4, Episode 8. Properly titled The Last Supper. As always, your favorite four gladiators are here, starting with me, Emil Innis Jr. And. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Cornelia. Hi, I'm Sophia Stanley. I'm Bam Erickson. All right, let's get serious, though. So, uh, this episode, I enjoyed it. Um, we started out with the love triangle with uh, Jake Fitz and Olivia. Um, and what I got from this scene is that Jake does not want to be called Jake by his non-friends. Call me Captain Ballard. Um, what do we think about how this episode started out? For me, it was childish on uh, Jake's part because... Okay, so Fitz did beat your ass, and you do. I, I would under. I would feel a little salty about that too. But you're in a room. It's just little old Olivia. There's no. There's no. So um. Not so. There's no uh um. Security guards. There's no nothing. So if you're really that bothered by it, then move, live out the way, live. Say it two times, and she'll get the point. Punch him a couple times. Get it out your system, and now go forward. Yeah, I mean, they can fight it out. But then the Secret Service will come in. It'll break it up. It will be a real fight. They need to take this to the basketball court. Remember they had, they played basketball. Instead of playing basketball, mm-hmm. they need to fight out there. But no, 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 no. What Fitz did, he, Jake was, was tied up, his hands. So there is no basketball. There needs no, I'm to saying be- on the basketball court. But fight, fight. <laughs> but not oh. with the ball. Like, go oh. outside without the Secret Service. Take it out. Because they'll come in if they, if they see him whooping on Fitz and he really getting that business and that work. I just think he. Come I just think he needs a couple is, I'm gonna, punches. I'm, I'm, I'm going to jump in on purpose. I actually think that no one is aware of what's going on. That's a room without windows. So mm-hmm. I think that Bam brings up a really good point. This would actually probably be Jake's only opportunity to hit Fitz mm-hmm. if he's feeling so salty. My problem with it, I guess, is similar to Bam in the sense that. I'm so tired of Jake being salty, okay? And this is why. No matter how much for, what is it, probably 55 episodes now, maybe my math is off, I have gone in on Fitz. However, he's still the president of the United States of America. You are not. You don't have a right to be salty. You're a soldier. It's what you do. And if you're going to be salty, then do something about it. But his constant whining, his nitpicking, his, oh, call me Captain Ballard, call me Captain Ballard, and then I'm talking to my boyfriend and blah, 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 or I'm talking to my girlfriend, it seems childish. It seems petty. Either stand up as a soldier, as a captain, and have an actual conversation with then the President of the United States of America, since we're not friends, and the Olivia Pope, because we're having a business meeting, 
or we're going to be little kids in the sandbox and we're going to fight. The fact that he wants to do both, I'm not having it. So pick whether you want to be a grown-up or you want to be a five-year-old. I would agree with that. I think um, I'm just, well, we'll get to that scene later. I'm I'm over Oleg again, and I'm over Jake again. And what? I know. <laughs> yeah, I me know. too. High five. <laughs> High five from across the table. It's just, it's I'm getting. Over, I'm over all of them. I just I live, just. Be single. Be single yes. and go about your business. I think, too, like uh, the whole scene bothered me because it just seems, and it happened again later. It just seems like they're trying to measure dicks to see whose dick is bigger in the room. That's what it felt like. Mm-hmm. See, and can I say something? I actually take it differently. There, to me, is an ease with Fitz in that situation. Fitz didn't seem bothered at all. Mm-mm. Even when he was talking about being in the sun and the island and he kept looking at Fitz, Fitz kind of was like, okay, cool, we like have stuff to do. Because I think Fitz is 100% confident of how he feels towards Olivia and how Olivia feels towards him. He may know that other things may get in the way and he may have been upset because she went to the island given the time period that his child died, but he knows what they have. He knows that 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 is an energy that has nothing to do with who else is either in the room or in the situation. And I think that's why when they went outside and they had that moment, that's why they had that moment. Because he basically was saying, I, I know you feel confused. So right. stop fronting. Um, and, they, and and now since we're, we're uh, going into that, even the way Liv turned her head around, it was one of those things like, you know, I can't let him kiss me. I can't let him. <laughs> Yeah, it was that gone boy. It was yeah, yeah. yeah. Fitz, like Sophia said in the room, Fitz just has this swag about him that when he talks to you, it makes you want to do things. So when Fitz comes up to you, he's like, "Kiss me, kiss me, kiss me." Like he could have said it one time, and I think she would have gone in. But it's just like one of those things. Jake doesn't have that. And then to fast forward even more, we see that Jake is hesitant, has these insecurities because as soon as she goes back in the room, it wasn't just the fact that she kissed Fitz because he doesn't know that. And I'm sure she had a little bit of hesitancy on her face because she was in there all about business, let's do this, let's do that. But even Jake knows that he does not have the same swag that Fitz has, or he wouldn't be asking, you know, am I really going to get out of here, or are you going to go back and somehow let him manipulate you into keeping me in here? Well, you know, that's his way of... That's his way of mind. Sweet, yeah, that's his mind game of trying to sweet talk a live. So Fitz has his way of. See, and I, I actually, and I actually don't see it that way. I don't think it's his way of of sweet talking her. I think it's her his way of manipulating her. I think he oh, knows. Same thing. That's what I'm saying. No, but from a slightly different angle. Mm-hmm. I think the difference is with Fitz. Fitz actually loves her. It's not about the conquest. With Jake, there is a part of it that is about the conquest and is about beating Fitz. Fitz isn't trying to beat Jake. Mm-hmm. Fitz just wants Olivia. Mm-hmm. Whoever that person is, is is not important to him. Jake still wants something that the president has because Jake has always, probably even back to their military days, had a little bit of a chip on his shoulder as it, as it pertained to Fitz. So... I really think that he was saying it to make sure that she stayed confused because she wears the white hat. It's almost saying, if you choose him, you're literally and figuratively leaving me in this box. Does that make sense? So even if I get out 
and you choose him, you're still putting me in a box, and then she's going to feel guilty about that. Does that make sense? It's it's exact opposite of when he said, it's okay to choose him. But he's actually saying the exact opposite. He's really, he's, <coughs> he's effing with her. I'm trying not to curse. That's why I keep stuttering, but and, I really want to curse. And mm. also, um, and one part of a scene, when Jake mentioned something about something about love or we're in love or you or love he, me. He, and when the, he said, he yeah. goes, he goes, I, other than the fact that I told Fit that you love me, but I was just messing with his head. Okay. That right there said a lot to me, which again, I don't under, I understand why Jake is going along with this, but as far as Olivia is concerned, I don't understand why she's playing this game of trying to, to Jake's my boyfriend, my boyfriend, my boyfriend. He's my family. I don't think, He's it's, my a family. Game, I don't think it's, it's simple. If you dating a man that's that's technically unavailable, you're going to act like you're pursuing somebody who is for the sake of your own comfort, your own peace of mind. I don't think she's doing that just to, to like to play games or out of spite or try to try to get at him. I think it to me it seems like she's saying, well. A part of me feels like I have to try to attempt to move forward, yes. even though I don't want to. Or if things were perfect over here, I would pursue this. But because it's not perfect, let me see what Jake is talking about. Let me give him a chance because he's here and he's available. But do not call him family. I don't understand well, how we made him. the jump from him being your boyfriend. I think it is it is perfectly acceptable for him to be her boyfriend. It's perfectly acceptable for her to actually have strong feelings towards him, whether or not that's strong feelings or love. That I have no problem with. But where is she making the jump that he is family? Especially, and I'm just going to jump forward to jump back, especially when you're actually not taking care of your real family. So Huck is your real family. Jake is just some dude that you happen to be messing with at the moment. You care and you're putting 100% of your efforts into Jake and not into Huck? Buck, buck. I have a problem. Well. Oh, my but, goodness. I just caught that. That, yeah. that took me and, a second. And also, um, do you think that Livia was, was saying that Jake is her family to get under her dad's skin, but no, but maybe not because she knows she. Can't I don't get know under Jake. Skin. I saw this on Urban Dictionary today. I didn't know Jake is her bay, and bay means according to Urban Dictionary before anything else or anyone else. Mm-hmm. So if Jake is her bay, then Jake comes before family, before work, before everything. But no, I, I didn't take. I, I take it as when Olivia, she has daddy and mommy issues. She kind of grew up on her own. Mm-hmm. She was in boarding school. She, you know, did her thing pretty much alone. I took her calling Jake as family as a person who has had to find family in other ways besides your actual family. So when she said, like, that's my family, I think she kind of knows it's not her family, but I think she's so used to inserting other people as family replacements that that word isn't as meaningful as it would be to somebody with a real family. That's why when her dad laid into her at the end and about, like, you turn your back on your family, she didn't even think of that because she's probably, and I'm just assuming, so used to using that word a different way in regards to her real family. Mm. And I agree with you uh, 99.9%, but not given the fact that she doesn't have friends. All she has is OPA, right? So I, your analysis, I think, was spot on, and I completely agree with it. The only difference is, to me, she would only use the word family for people that have actually been within her inner circle and have proven themselves in some sort of way, right? Because think about it. She doesn't even consider Cyrus a friend, but she's the godmother to his child, 
right? She isn't worried about Huck enough to actually assist him, but Huck, she saved. Huck has saved her. They've, like, laid in the bed together and it not been sexual. To me, that's family, right? Scrap the whole sex thing. Someone who you feel comfortable enough to lie in the bed with and not have sex with, usually there's a different type of intimacy that means it's a bond of real love, not just sexual love. Does that make sense? So I... I agree with you, and I think that you're actually correct. And because you're correct, it makes me upset with Olivia. Does that make sense? Your hair is banging tonight, girls. Oh, I can't. Okay. <laughs> they they own so me good. now. They got this haircut. They own me. It is, y'all, y'all look good tonight. And can we also address the fact that we're all wearing some shade of black? Yeah. Well, I guess I'm the only one that's light, but... Anyway, <laughs> so after this whole conclusion, we have uh, Jake, Olivia, and Fitz coming up with their plan to get Rowan. But we have to back up because Rowan called earlier in the episode to find out what happened. She missed the weekly dinner, which Olivia apparently didn't know that was still going on. And he drank a whole bottle of wine, all this stuff. Did you guys think as the episode progressed that Rowan was really going to be blindsided by this plan they created? I actually thought he was, but... I don't know why I'm saying this. I really was like, no, it can't be that way. Like, I was really upset in my core that she was choosing them over to me what is legitimately her family. And I've said it before. But tell me why, though. Why after all that Rowan's done? Because I, this is going to sound weird. I still contend that he loves her. He may be maniacal. He may be a monster. He may be all of those things. But from his perspective and his <clears throat> twisted logic, he genuinely loves her or else he wouldn't care. So what's the what's the saying? Um, the opposite of, of love um, is... Um, indifference. Indifference. Right? He would be indifferent to her. He just, she just wouldn't exist. They would just pass. He would say hi and he wouldn't care. The fact that he's so fixated on her... In his weird way, that's love, and I didn't want it to go that, down that way. But I did think he was being blindsided until we saw the Acme, right? And I said yeah. out loud, I was like, Acme, isn't that command? So then... For me, just my mind and me being such a, a TV aficionado is the fact that with this being the and an episode before the finale... It just seemed too easy for them to now be a uh, for them to be a threesome couple and take forces and to take um, take Reverend Ike down. It just it didn't seem right. It just didn't seem right just as far as episodes and things like that. And then also, one thing that you do have to say about Rowan, aka Ike, is someone who is that old and that powerful. And can do things without physically um, killing you or, you know, with his bare hands. There's a couple things. He has a lot of resources. Uh, he knows people that you'll never know that he uh, has a relationship mm-hmm. with. And it's almost like, you know, people in the street, you know, they always have one ear to the street. And people who have one ear to the street will always have someone, um, the upper hand on someone, say, like, Osiris or um Just David. like Tom. We didn't even know yeah. Tom was connected until, like, a couple seasons later, so. So you can't count Ike out because of his history. You, you don't become, you can't become Rowan at the age of 25. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And when, as soon as he sat down at dinner and he started, he was, like, twiddling that fork. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, he knows. Mm-hmm. He... It, he knows he started giving her that speech like you know I, I i let you down and and all this i was like oh yeah he knows mm-hmm. it's too simple and then when he got up and moved closer to her i was like he definitely knows mm-hmm. but i was thinking he was moving close to her in case somebody tried to shoot mm-hmm. him yeah 
that they wouldn't do it because he was sitting right next to her. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I'm glad it didn't go down because it was too simple. It was it, it seemed too simple if they were just gonna like you said storm in and, and arrest him and he's done. And then and then really quick, um, Sophia and I when we were watching it when when uh, Olivia called her dad mm-hmm. and and gave this great dramatic scene and. I made I made some kind of comment, but I I said I go whoa she's good because I go I go wait she's faking and then I go whoa she's good and then you made a comment were you were you saying that she's not that good no and <laughs> she's not because all right so this is my opinion so what who cares women are great at building up fake emotions and crying when they have to no, yes you better watch out. When, ma'am, who did that to you? Like, what did you see? I'm not trying to put you. I'm not trying to put you out, but like, tell us this. Tell us. I was, I was also a school teacher. I know when girls, you women know how to fake cry. Come on, let's just be real. You've never had to like. But what? But are you are you saying that you just wanted more tears? What are you saying? Oh, I'm just saying that I, I could. I know she's being dramatic. I knew crocodile tears when I see him. But she's on the phone though. She doesn't need to cry for real. I can think everybody because I need you right now daddy like you just have to sound like it and that's my point i know when you're fake it was fake i just okay but again and see this is the thing is and this is i think where it gets very complicated because i'm going to talk about both sides of my mouth i'm going to try to do it quickly yes he is command so i think that he can read people on a certain level but he also can recognize his child right so even if we take it from a father-daughter perspective it's still something that he created right so let's let's say that she's his his golden soldier he has molded her, in essence, in his own image, right? So he knows Olivia, because again, and I know I got it wrong before, but she's cried maybe, what, a total of three times in four seasons, right? When, uh, when, uh, when Fitz died, or when he, she thought Fitz died when Fitz got shot, when Harrison died, and when, uh, Jake got arrested, right? Three times in four seasons. He knows that that probably wouldn't come from his daughter. She could have she would have been angry but to cry is an abnormal emotion from her which I think probably raised a trigger for him. He was like, "Oh no, you played yourself." A slightly different angle of emotion from her would have been more Olivia Pope-esque, but for her to cry that wasn't a good move. So, I think ironically, Olivia Pope isn't a stereotypical or generalized female. She has very particular characteristics and that was not within those characteristics so I think she played herself mm-hmm. in crying because at no matter what whether or not he's command or her father he knows her. And um, we know you guys have an opinion so make sure that you guys go to iTunes and uh, let us know what you think. Share comment, tell friends. You know if you agree with, uh, with the statement that I made in regards to Olivia um the crocodile tears, you know. Let let us know what you think. Go to iTunes and uh, share and tell all your friends, and you know we would appreciate it. All right, so we were going to talk more. <laughs> what was that? We gonna talk more? <laughs> we're gonna <laughs> talk more about <laughs> right. We're gonna talk more about that whole storyline online. But I want to get into kind of the meat of this episode, which finally didn't really revolve around that. It was more with. Uh, the White House shenanigans. Um, so we had Lizzie Bear, who we find out her name. I think it's the first time we find out her real name, Elizabeth North. Mm-hmm. Um, she goes to Olivia because her phone is being tapped. And then Olivia finds out that the phone is actually being tapped by Cyrus. And then we have this whole investigation that involves Huck, Quinn, Javi, everybody. So what 
I was not expecting with this was the twist towards the very end. Because now that we see how this whole Elizabeth North thing has played out, it's just way more complicated than I thought it was. Okay. Now seeing the Andrews involved, like everybody's involved because we have Elizabeth North who if Elizabeth North is I'm just gonna jump to the end. If Elizabeth yes. North brings in Olivia because her phone's being tracked, but then we see Elizabeth North is actually connected to what's his name? Kubiak. Um, Kubiak. Then it's like I'm just totally thrown for it. Like my whole Well, but you wanna know why? Because and I don't know what exactly what she said. Okay, so when they're sitting down, right, and it's kind of, you know, they're having their little moment, she goes, Oh yeah, you know, Lizzie, because you know, you did an excellent job um uh fueling the coffers during Fitz's campaign, right? She said something to With that the part. Play, yeah. Right. And then she goes, And you did your part. Mm-hmm. Did that resonate with anyone? It did, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Right? So I was like... She threw rocks. I'm like, what do you Is know? she throwing shit? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So I completely agree. And so at the at the moment that she said it, I thought to myself, my ears went up, and I was like, wait, something's going on. But just like you said, Emil, for it to all come back around, I'm like, wait a minute. Is Olivia again being sloppy? I think... My only problem with things lately is that Olivia seems like she's not going the extra mile. So, for instance, even the minute she then interacts with Cyrus, why are you going to tell Cyrus until you've figured out everything? Right. Right? It's kind of like you're letting little crumbs go when... A, you don't even know if Cyrus is your friend yet. B, you don't know whose side is on, on who's on whose side. And then three... You have the RNC, the right, she's the head of the RNC, trying to take down the chief of staff, which really means you're taking down Fitz. So you really think you're going to just basically be like, okay, cool, so there was a virus on your phone? Right. A virus. A virus. So again, she is the chairwoman of the RNC. You don't think that she has, like, the utmost security on her phone? If you guys remember at, um, at President Barack Obama's um, first term... Remember how there was an issue about how he wanted to use Blackberries, right? Mm-hmm. And it was a security issue. They had to go through, like, heaven and earth to make sure that he could use a phone that he wanted to use. That's sloppy. I just think, you're right, there were so many, like, sloppy things. Like, even the moment, I know we were, I was thinking the moment when um, Cyrus came to office and she was telling him those things, and then she said, go home, Cyrus, and have a good night. I was thinking, you know, maybe she, he should stay with you. Just figure mm-hmm. out another avenue because I thought initially he was going to go to Michael's, but then we see Michael came to him, and when Michael came to him, like, I was hoping that Cyrus just said no. You know, I said don't come over. I don't know why you track my address down, all this stuff. This is just my home. Up. Right? You stalking me? You being crazy? Like my daughter's here. Like all these you're different a things. <laughs> Literally, like, like, like I'm not throwing shade. You're a like prostitute. seriously because uh, one, like when Cyrus does his, you know, dirty deeds wherever he does it, I'm sure Cyrus has planned out where he can go so he's not seen by the public. If you come to my home, like you're actually putting this into the public, people know where I live. Like, so I don't think that was very smart. But then we have the scene where Cyrus is uh, visibly angry, and then we have the scene where it's, it's not really sweet, passionate sex. It's this hard rough I hate you right now sex um, but then Olivia comes back because Olivia is trying to be a friend and she talks to Michael and finds out that Michael cares about him because he didn't release certain type of but I still don't believe that 
And not only do I not believe that, I mean, oh, let me back up. I actually, ironically, do believe that. And the reason to a certain being, extent, to a certain extent, I do. And and the reason being is is there was a moment when the um, I guess last episode when the news about the USS Roosevelt mm-hmm. got leaked. I really felt that that Michael was comfortable. There was a certain level of intimacy there that I was like, oh, maybe he's like really falling for Cyrus. But then you also have to remember he tried to re up his deal with Lizzie, so maybe he hasn't released that information because Lizzie hasn't offered enough money. And you, Olivia, what? Just because this guy has feelings for the person doesn't mean he can't double cross him. Right. Didn't you have feelings for Jake? But then he went and you slept with him to get to put the you little thing pre- in. I mean, and then my this thing is what too, you do. On yeah. top of that, is like it's one of those things where. Just because he hasn't released information yet doesn't mean you go to Cyrus and say, oh, you can trust him because he could be waiting for the big moment, that big story that he can finally be like, all right, Lizzie Berry, I need that money now, like big money because I have something for you that you're going to, you know what I mean? So he just might not have gotten it yet. And I would say I like him too and I cared about him too if you were buying me an apartment. I I would say everything. Paying all my bills. Cyrus is so amazing. Girl, he is so so amazing. (laughs) He's he's paying his bills. For um, just on a uh, on on the different on a note in regards to this whole Cyrus thing with the pictures, um, Cyrus was really bothered because you know he said that he with Michael it wasn't real. It was something that he was able to do because it took him away from his whole his whole life. And so for him to deal with this, it was fun. It was exciting, and for him that it didn't feel real. Um, but for me. If it's if it's really just only pictures right now that Cyrus is worried about, who gives a shit? No, 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 no. But it's still it's still pictures with a prostitute. There's a difference. There, no one has a problem with the fact. Everyone knows that Cyrus is is gay. Okay. Cyrus is a single man. Mm-hmm. He can sleep with whomever he wants. But to be the chief of staff for the United States of America and to be soliciting sex with a prostitute whom you have now leased an apartment for and are paying for that apartment is messy is beyond like they can impeach him they, they will try to impeach totally. him get them out of here yeah do you know what I mean especially given the fact that you have a president who cannot keep his you know what in his pants mm-hmm. it's a slippery slope because now the republican <laughs> party <laughs> now the republican party who lets you know generalization in 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 real life terms is the is the party of morality Fitch is already swinging a little bit too far to the left of, you know, nominating David Rosen, Mm -hmm. and he's already, you know, had dalliances, and now your gay chief of staff is soliciting sex from a prostitute? That's too much of a scandal that they're going to find a way to, even if they don't impeach anyone... It's going to muddy the waters that nothing is going to be able to get done. That's literally all anyone and the news cycles are going to talk about. Okay. So what? Who cares? but okay, let's let, just sorry. Real life. So Matt Weiner, right? Isn't mm-hmm. that the guy's name? Mm-hmm. He Anthony, 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 Anthony Weiner. Anthony Weiner. Yeah. Anthony Weiner. Theoretically, and I don't. I'm not trying to diminish this, but all he did was send pictures of his Weiner. penis. <laughs> I know. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're grown ups. Penis, right? Mm-hmm. Via the internet, all right? And that lost him his job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we really think, and that's in real life, mm-hmm. right? So in real life, number one. Number two, we had uh, Carrie. No, I always, why do I always no, get No, Edwards. Edwards, thank you. I always get Edwards. Edwards okay. had an affair and had a baby, which theoretically neither of those two things are illegal. Mm-hmm. And viably, that's when he slipped and... And Obama was not only able to jump over him, but everyone was thinking that he would have been the vice presidential candidate. 
not happening. So now, again, take sex, morality, we're still a very uh, puritanical society, and then add the fact that it's an illegal act to solicit a prostitute. So theoretically, he also could go to jail, even if it's only for a night. He's a John. I think it would just stay in the news cycle for too long. It's just, it's too salacious. Yeah. Okay. I just think, I didn't realize there were so many scandals going in the White House, because beyond this Cyrus thing, we also have Melly and Andrew. And Andrew, his car goes off in the bomb. Thankfully, he was, like, shaking hands and stuff. But there was a car bomb that went off that somehow is connected to this West Angola thing. And so we think. And then we go back to the White House, and Melly comes running in like uh, Olivia came running in after Fitz was almost assassinated. Um, And she's visibly concerned. And then she clears the room, just like Fitz does when Olivia's in the room. And we have, like, this parallel here where this is Melly's. Olivia, and so they start getting the business. But we have to address a, one. Was it you, Sophia? Close the door. We yeah, lock, lock the door. Can you said lock the door? Sophia talked about how <laughs> she ripped her blouse open without even unbuttoning, and I'm like, yeah. how she's gonna get out here? I thought somebody was coming in the whole time. I was like, oh, somebody get the door. Oh, the door. The whole time, I thought somebody was gonna walk in again, and it was gonna be that whole thing from last season. However. Andrew, well, we see what Andrew is really up to mm-hmm. towards the end of the episode, but mm-hmm. he's really playing this game. And my my wonder is, does he really feel that way about Melly? Does he feel like they could have something, or has he been playing her the whole time? I don't think he has been playing her the whole time, but out of sight, out of mind. And so when the two of them separated due to, you know, her her problems and her issues. Lizzie and the crew pulled him to the side and offered him something, and boom. What, Emil? What are you thinking? I'll, I, I, I'm kind of on the fence with this, honestly, because when I look at, just looking at previous seasons and we were introduced and seeing <laughs> the backstory and stuff, I I just can't believe that I'm just finding it hard to believe that he would betray Melly like that. Like, it really threw me for a loop at the end, seeing that he was connected to Lizzie. But and I don't know in why. In Andrew's defense, and I'm just playing devil's advocate, I really don't, I'm not really defending him, but the way him and Lizzie got it going on in that apartment, they've been doing this. Right. So, let's say on Tuesday, him and Melly had sex, and then on Wednesday, he went to uh, Lizzie's, ha- Lizzie's apartment, and they had that romp. That's a little too soon to kind of just cut the cord on, on one thing. So maybe he's playing size with Lizzie Steele, or he's probably really sexually sexually attracted to her and want to get it on. But that one thing with Melly, in most cases for dudes, wasn't enough to cut the cord. It seems, and I'm just taking from my homeboys, you know, talking. It takes a little bit for them to cut the cord on everybody and just dedicate to to one person. You know what, Cornelia? Um, when when um, Andrew and Melly were having a conversation, when Melly was explaining why she had been gone, you know, for so long, because he referenced something to her, he said something to her about how, you know, she wasn't there. So that makes me now think that when they were on the break, that's when now he decided to get with Lizzie. Mm-hmm. But, Sophia. Yeah, see, my problem with that is no, no. 
her him being with Lizzie isn't isn't a relationship. Him being with Lizzie is that they they have a common goal. And in the pursuit of their common goal, they happen to also be screwing, right? Yeah, correct. So, hold on, let me just finish this thought. So, I'm so I mean to say that him not getting affection for from Melly isn't make, giving an opening for Lizzie, because to me, that's not the the goal of his relationship with Lizzie. Isn't sex or love? There's obviously an end goal that I think is going to be unraveled, as well as the fact that. To me, if we want to make it an emotional thing like abandonment, again, do we keep forgetting she lost her child? Like, get the fuck over yourself. Sorry, I, I didn't want to stutter. Like, get over yourself. <laughs> do you know what I'm yeah. trying to say? So, to me, the only part where he can still feel salty is remember when the, he chose to be vice president, they had a basically conversation about whether or not he loved her or he wanted to be vice president. So I think in that moment when he chose to be vice president, she thought of him like she thought of Fitz. That right. of choosing yeah. the office over her. But that doesn't to me, they don't have a deep enough relationship for that to be squashed for him to have to seek love somewhere else. Right. He just happens to be screwing Lizzie because again, that's his MO, right? His backstory is that he's a bachelor. Mm. And again, he's not married. He's single. He can screw whoever he wants. But to me, there's an end goal and I like and don't like this end goal storyline. I don't like where it's going, just from a like, oh my god, I'm scared. But then at the same time, I'm like, wait, I want to see where it's going. I'm sorry, not relationship, but a sexual tete-a-tete, knocking boots. The whole it, it was it was something for him to do while Melly was away mourning or whatever she was doing. But I'm not sure if I like it either. Yeah, I don't like it at all. Um, so. To backtrack even more, we have this whole storyline with Quinn, Huck, and Javi. And so Olivia comes back to the office one day and she sees Huck with Javi in the office. And this storyline with Huck and Javi is really getting crazy. I love it, like a good crazy. But um, she comes back to the office and Huck's basically saying, okay, you have to go now. And then he says, okay, bye, Dad. And Olivia, like, gives him this look, and Olivia, like, starts talking to him. He's like, oh, does his mother know that he's here? And what does he say in return? She goes, do you have a work-related request for me? (laughs) (laughs) Again, do you have a work-related request for me? (laughs) Huck ain't having it. He's not having it. When it comes to Huck... Huck, Huck has the ability to shade Olivia at times. He shaded her when she came into uh, the copy tech center. boys or wherever oh, yeah. FedEx Kinkos and, and was trying to talk to him about her leaving. Huck, I thought it was funny and sometimes, sometimes you gotta throw a little shade at people. But I would have wanted Olivia to do something more or to say something more like, no Huck, stop playing. Seriously, you just can't pop up like this and have this little boy in the office just chilling with you and his mom doesn't know. Like, Huck, for real. Yes, I understand, but what are you going to do if the mom finds out and goes crazy? And see, the, the funny thing is, ironically, that actually was the least of my concerns. My concern for Olivia is you know who Huck is. You know that not only is he broken, you found him he was broken. You actually never fixed him. Everyone else, theoretically, you have fixed. You have not fixed Huck. Not only have you not fixed him, you have continued to break him for your own ends. Mm-hmm. And then gone, oh my god, why are you broken? Right. Break again, because I need something. Why are you broken? 
It's getting on my nerves. So you of all people should know, sit Huck down and basically be like, Huck, what's going on? Not yell at him, not whatever, and be like, how can I help? How can I fix this? Because again, he told her, my wife doesn't believe me. You are the Olivia Pope. You don't think that if the Olivia Pope shows up at Kim's house for a conversation and says, I know that you're not going to believe this. There are things that you don't have the clearance level to understand. But Huck had to leave. Huck is now a productive member of my office, of my staff. I rely on him. He has done several jobs for the President of the United States of America, so forth and so on. I understand your hesitation, but I am telling you, I am putting my name and my reputation on the line to say that I think that he is a good guy and he should be able to see his son. Do you or do you not think that possibly that could open the door? But what you want to say is, does his mom know that he's here? Does his mom know that he's there? Of course the mom does it. Her her entire approach, how she went to Hook, was just, it was not a good thing. It seemed very judgy to me. But then also... She always comes at him like that. But we were also talking about how Olivia, how certain things that she was doing came off really sloppy. And if you want to... Do you think that the writers are making her Olivia sloppy because of the fact that she's away, she's rusty, and she's investing all of this thing, uh, this whole her whole business with Jake? What do you think? No, and I think it's and a couple episodes back I said it for two reasons. All roads lead to Olivia. Everyone is in love with Olivia. Everyone is willing to go over a cliff for Olivia. Mm-hmm. There is a certain aspect I think that we failed to recognize. Olivia is selfish. Olivia is narcissistic. Right, okay, true, true. But now, okay, I'm recognizing this from a different perspective. Even in so much as her fixing people, it's because it makes her feel good, right? And there's nothing wrong with that, right? But there is a difference between if your intent is to help with no... Um, expecting nothing in return versus helping just out of the goodness of your heart. She's helping not only because it makes her feel good, but it's also her job, right? Mm-hmm. So the more she helps, the more her, her um, not her paradigm, but the more her, her reputation of being the Olivia Pope gets bigger. Even to the point where Tom in a jail cell is literally saying, oh my God, I see it now, right? right? And now he's mesmerized. So I think that Olivia very much has built a world that suits Olivia, except for one small thing, which is Fitz. Fitz is the only thing that kind of throws her off balance, but everything else is solely for her self-serving purposes. Her self-serving purposes may be the white hat, but it's still self-serving nonetheless. So she only really sees her. Mm-hmm. So she's selfish. So she really doesn't see. So I actually, in this instance, I don't think it's a plot hole. I think it's deliberate. I think she's selfish. And I think that's why she's actually... All roads will lead to Olivia. That makes sense. I'm just glad Huck finally caught her out on it. Because in that scene, remember when he said, I'm his father. And she's like, I wonder what the law would say about that. And he comes back Mm -hmm. and she's telling him what she needs from him. He's like, oh, I wonder what the law would say about that. And she couldn't say anything. It's like... Just somebody has to tell Olivia what's up. Very true, but somebody needs to tell Huck too. Come on now. Yeah. But it's all it's all about the approach. Like you said though, it's all about the approach. And if you come at me in a judgmental tone, come at telling me mm-hmm. uh does his mother know about like 
if you truly care about Huck, if you truly care about Huck as not only a friend but as a family member, then come to me as if you really care. Don't come to me with this bullshit talking about this. Is my- no, 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 no. My son was just in here. Clearly, something is going on here. My son was just in the room. Right. You've never met my son. You know what I mean? Like, there's just mm-hmm. so many different elements that if this was truly your family member, like, if I came home and I saw, or I went up to New York and I saw my sister had a new baby on the sofa, and I'm like, Okay, what is you know what I mean? Like it's just certain you wouldn't just be like, oh, did you have that baby out of wedlock? Like you won't come with certain yeah, questions. Like you know what I mean? Like tell yeah. me. Ta- no so, so how are you? What happened? Yeah, exactly. So not only that though. Hmm. On a side note from Olivia, since we're talking about sloppy, and this is just a complete side note, but the mom is sloppy because my son would not be out so late without me knowing where he is. And you can tell me you're going somewhere, and I don't know if I'm gonna be an <laughs> overprotective parent, but I will have your phone tracked. And in D.C., like, how is Hobby getting around? Exactly. Does he have a monthly pass? (laughs) He has a monthly Metro pass. He is on Uber, Lyft, or Sidecar getting rides. He is the most efficient, but... In a way, it shows that he's very similar to Huck. Yeah. Exactly. He's just like his dad. He's very efficient. He's smart. He was in there looking at the surveillance. He, besides him thinking that Huck was like a cop or, you know, private investigator, Javi is very much like Huck. And when you have a smart child, he's going to find a way to get around. He's going to mm-hmm. do his thing and he's going to end up where he wants to be. And I'll, I'll defend Lil Junior because also with him <laughs> being so smart, um, a parent can figure things out with their children through conversation about what they did today and so, and so forth. But he's so smart. And you also have to remember, although he seems like a little boy to us, he's probably about 13 years old. So he's... That's still a little boy. Yeah. No, oh, it, to it, me. Sorry. It's, it's a little boy, but it's, he's not he's not like a he's not like a 6th, 7th, 8th grader. He's more toward like a, a ninth grader. Kids are like really tiny these days. They're not as... Do you know what I'm saying? So he's, he, he's probably like an 8th or ninth grader. And there's a huge difference between like an eighth or ninth grader versus a sixth or seventh grader. So he's a little more intelligent of how to hide things from his mother if she's that kind of mom who doesn't do the tracking. Call me when you get there. Where you know what I'm saying? So he's a he's and his mom's probably a little naive too. She don't even believe that Huckle is part well, of the Maybe she doesn't have you know. Maybe she doesn't have time. She's a single mom. True. She's working. She's True. trying to take care of a, of a young son. Her her husband she's not a who single disappeared. Mom. She's a single mom. mom. She came back yesterday. No, no, no. She. (laughs) What is she then? She. Never mind. I'll let her go. Where were we? You can't leave us hanging. Yeah. It's we. we, I'll 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 explain it on Twitter. I'm sorry. She's a single mom. She's doing it alone. Mm -hmm. So you know it gets a little overwhelming. It's hard to keep track and do all this when you the only one you know responsible for doing it. So she makes a good point too. Because do we know what her job is? Because you could have a night job too. And no, totally. And I mean, that's why I, I've ne- I've not really. Teacher, right? I mean, that's what was before. I, I've never been the one, obviously, saying about her because I, I think we could talk about that forever. Again, my issue is still kind of with the associates. So even when Quinn came into the trailer or the van and was right. like, "Why are you on my stakeout? And why is Javi here?" You don't think that having a child at a stakeout of someone who is so possibly deadly that has already killed a child, right? Or two children, right? They chill, those two girls are arguably weren't, were in high school, right? And is so scary that his client shot himself in the head right. because he's so afraid of him. 
And he has pictures of Olivia. So you don't think in that moment that it may not be a good idea to have a 13-year-old that you love Thank you. and care about outside? But did, did anybody else think? I thought when... Well, one, like, I knew when there was a knock at the door, it wasn't Javi that quick. But did anybody think that Quinn was coming in with Javi? I'm like... I actually thought it was Kubiak. I'm sorry. When that, that uh, first knock happened, I actually thought that was Kubiak. But I'm saying, though, yeah. once you saw it was Quinn, mm-hmm. I thought Quinn was, like, oh, yeah, she was, I like, understand. berating him. And then I thought it was going to be, okay, I, I have Javi dragging him in with me. And Javi's still outside, like, in the streets. But, again, I think it shows, and I said this before, there's something about Huck. I think it is unfortunate that he is stuck in this weird childlike state. So I think even when he was like, oh, no, no, leave, leave, go get ice cream, it's because he's acting like a child and not as an adult parent who understands the appropriateness of a 13-year-old being in that situation. And then, ironically, Quinn is so slipped in my mind and reverted back to being Lindsay that she's just upset that she's not in the loop versus, yo, you both are at a stakeout. So now you've left your position, right? And you're not watching. Put everybody in danger. He's now conversing with you, not watching, and now Kubiak's able to just bam! And come through the window. My other thing is, I'm sorry, I'm all with the side notes today. If Kubiak's in the industry, and I say the industry like the Mm -hmm. killing, Mm -hmm. whatever you want to call it, that little white ice cream looking truck isn't that like the for years now like yes. the go to for like investing you know? especially at night exactly so if Quinn the, you have a little boy leaving the truck Quinn's walking in is that not suspect I mean I agree. well that's why he busted exactly so I don't know I thought little junior was gonna kill yeah I thought he was gonna kill yeah. Kubiak from behind like oh that's really little Huck but we saw what happened he, poor thing yeah. he saw it and ran away that sucks and then th- th- the problem is, we can talk about this more online, but the problem is, like, now that he's seen this, yeah. if he does end up talking to his mother about it, th- you know what I mean? It's just, it's super messy now. Also, too, and I, and I, and I, and I, and when I say these things, I'm not saying this from the perspective of I don't understand where these characters are coming from or I don't understand the writing. Like, I fully understand the, mm-hmm. the writing. I'm yelling at them like I would yell at a friend, right? right? So, again, even when Javi asks, so why did you leave? Again, Make up a good backstory. Right. I was in the military. I was a POW. I've been in Iraq for the last... Or Iraq. I always <laughs> forget how to say it. In the, for the last 10 years. I just got released. Does it make sense? I was in the VA hospital. I was a little bit messed up in the head. The minute that I kind of came to my senses, I came to find you guys. Don't be mad at your mom. She's great. Blah, 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 blah. We'll figure out a way to keep seeing each other. This is Huck you're talking about. I know, I totally agree with you. No, 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 and I totally, that's what I'm saying. I understand the character, I understand where they're driven, but I'm just saying, as someone, like, if he was my friend, Mm -hmm. I'm like, the fact that he's not giving a good backstory, Mm -hmm. to me, is proof that, to me, he's childlike. Because I think an adult could come up with something. something. Oh, yeah, you know some other dad would have been like, oh, yeah, I was, uh, yeah, I was in Chicago. Right. Somebody, dad would have came up with something. Like a Fresh Prince. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, where his father comes back and then he abandons him. Anyway, uh, let us know what you guys think online, but now we're going to go into news and gossip. After Buzz TV News. 
So, uh, you notice Abby was not in tonight's episode. I did. I, I kind of missed her, yeah. too. I missed her a lot. Yeah, well, Abby was on the Wendy Williams show today, and uh, they were they were chatting. And do you guys remember this um, Herbal Essence commercial where the lady was having an orgasm? Mm-hmm. That was Abby. What? Shut up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was Abby. She did a string of um, of, of those commercials. She was... Get a campaign. Sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm you such a money asshole. From I'm yeah. like, so what? Who cares? You get good money from I thought we were going to have good news. <laughs> Aww, no, because no, can I take a moment? I know right now we're not getting along. I don't know. I just feel like we didn't give Abby enough due last episode with how amazing she was and how much she stepped up and proved that she's a gladiator not only to OPA but to like the Republic. So I don't know. Sorry, I thought there was something else there other than that she was having an <laughs> orgasm from washing her hair. Well, <laughs> right now it is time well, for a, well, you know whatever. It's time for Cornelia's cold piece of the week <laughs> alright guys so this week uh, for cold piece I'm going to give it to Mr. Andrew aka Vice President 1 because as a Vice President his suit was super baggy I don't know who is dressing him in the White House but I've never seen a Vice President walking in there looking like 1999 second uh, giving him cold piece because not only is he getting back with Melly but we see like we talked about at the end of the episode him having a little uh, romp in the sheets or tititay or whatever Bam calls it with uh, Lizzie Bear aka Ellen's wife so for that reason and because we don't know and low key I kind of think that whole car bombing thing I don't think it was him mm-hmm. but it was real strategic how he went and mm-hmm. shook hands mm-hmm. uh, right when the, the, the car was about to get bombed with the random uh, hotel staff so for all of those reasons I'm giving Andrew aka Baggy Sued <laughs> cold piece of the week so make sure you guys online make sure um, you share who your cold piece is by, tag, by hashtagging cold piece and um, if you have any other things that you guys want to tweet, make sure that you guys hashtag Scandal After Bus. All right. Where can we find you guys on social media? We're not going to do predictions. predictions. Oh, shoot. I always forget something. <laughs> it's time for a prediction. Now, okay, I had to check to make sure the lights are coming. Um, I, um, I'm going to piggyback off your cold piece. I think that Andrew is involved with the car bombing and all of that because that was way too strategic and I think um, there's going to be some major consequences that are going to happen because of the Huck Hobby situation so uh, my prediction it's long term it's not now but when I saw Melly and Andrew kind of rekindle the flame in my mind I was thinking so this is how the divorce is going to happen Ooh. not fits and not you know Olivia oh, wow. pu- make, pushing his hand but Melly being the one to say I'm leaving you and then Andrew taking that and running with it for the sake of his own life or career whatever but I was like oh that's how it's gonna happen forget li- Fizz Fitz Fizz <laughs> been watching too much Love Love forget Fitz doing it I think Melly might be the one to end up trying to do it Ooh, I really like that. I really like that a lot. Um, mine is just really simple. I think that Michael is uh, dead, mm. and I think he's in the bed with Cyrus. There was a there was a coldness to Cyrus when he was on the phone with Olivia that he said something kind of like, "Isn't always the people closest to you that you're you right." He's in the bed. He's dead. Like it just seemed too menacing to me. But didn't we see him later? Mm-mm. It was earlier. No. Okay. I don't have a prediction. Um, I like 
the twist that the writers and and the whole crew has taken on the season it's nothing i don't think it's nothing that we would have expected the pace is a lot much slower it's not so boom in your face it's a nice slow pace and i i just i like where things are going because you don't really know what's going to happen i would agree with that Well, let us know what you think, and where can we find you guys on social media so they can let us know. You can find me on all social media at Bam Erickson. Twitter and Facebook, Sophia Stanley. Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, at Cornelia. At Emil Ennis Jr. and on YouTube, Chasing LA. Guys, as always, it was a pleasure. Make sure you tweet us, Instagram, YouTube, all that good stuff, iTunes. We will see you next week, same place, same time, for the winter finale. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.